We're back, baby. Once again. You know, I got ready for this tonight. I watched Suck uh, Your Own Dick. Limp Biscuit at Lollapalooza. I can't bring myself. <laughs> dude, I don't. It I, rules. I know they're great, but I don't like what he's doing. What? I want my fucking red hatted Fred Durst or no Fred Durst at all. No way. Give me red hatted Fred Durst or give me. He looks me like Stu now. I don't like it. <laughs> Brandon, are you a Fred Durst man? I don't know what that means, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Pull that in, man. <laughs> Whatever it is, I'm not that. No, but I wa- no, I watched it. I saw the clip. I was it'll just, it'll move toward you. I was just dumbfounded just bring by it. what he looked like. He looked like I loved. He it. was in witness protection. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the worst part of it was the jacket. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all pretty bad. I loved it so much. Also, I didn't. I thought they got a new guitar player because Wes Borland. Yeah. West Borland, when when they were like in like the nineties, yeah, West Borland was like kind of like, not like fit, but oh, is I he th- fat now? I, they have like I thought it was a fat lady in a mask. <laughs> the only thing I respected was his shorts had maybe a three and a half inch inseam. Right, cool. I was like, all right, all right, I'm warming up. But here. other than that, he looked more like Al Borland. He was oh, fucked no, dude. up, dude. All right, before we go any further, I just want to welcome our guest, Brandon Vincent Jackson. Welcome, sir. What's up? How you doing? Thanks for having me. Thank you for dude. being with us, dude. Thank you're you. you're a stand up comic that uh, appreciate the knives. Yeah, hell yeah! I know you hate puns, and that's what we have them here for. So, <laughs> yeah. So when I when I when I hit him with a pun, I normally have to threaten him at knife point to get him to comply. It's great to finally have someone on my side. Uh, watch, dude. I'm gonna win him over by the end of the podcast. No, you we're, watch. We're gonna Dang. press Fuck you man. tonight. You're yeah. fucked. You're gonna fucking <laughs> press my balls. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Brandon, you're you're a stand-up comic that like instantly. The first time I was on a show with you, I thought. Um, if I had his ability, I would never be nervous before the show. <laughs> I just I wanted wish, to say that. I wish I had that perspective. I'm nervous <laughs> all the fucking time. Well, I'm sure yeah. you are. Everyone says that yeah. they are, but you're someone that when I watch you, I'm like, oh, dude, I wish. There's no sound. There's no sound. Oh, Go back to OBS. Okay, let's go back to OBS. Camlink. What's the other one? Main audio. And there's nothing there. Give me one second, guys. I got this. All right, I think we're good now. Oh, man. Thank God I'm here. Jesus, man. Anyway, we were just talking about... Sorry about that, gang. Sorry about that. We were just talking... <laughs> yeah. Dude. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. Dude, <laughs> man. That part smelled like it came out of my microphone. <laughs> Sorry about the audio hiccup, but uh, we were just talking about uh, Limp Bizkit at, at Lollapalooza and how much it ruled and how uh, West Borland looks like Al Borland now. And then we <laughs> welcomed our guest, Brandon Vincent Jackson, and I was just singing his praises. I'm going to repeat my compliment. I said that when uh, instantly when I started doing shows with him, I immediately thought that if I had his ability, I would never be nervous before a show. And I just I wanted to make sure everyone heard that. That's all. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I would really regret if I never said that. All right, back to geez, man. Can you pull that in toward Brandon so he can? Yeah, with you, know these, you really got to mouth fuck these. Yeah, you really got to suck these. The craziest thing about the um, the Lollapalooza thing with with Limp Bizkit, I just watched the Woodstock '99 documentary like that day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I saw like him, you know, 20 years ago, just in his fucking element. Oh and my yeah. god! Just like, I was like, what the fuck happened? To Could this you imagine guy? being him in his element, though? Uh, that, Could you imagine being Fred Durst at the top of the game? Oh, dude, he, he created, he caused a riot. <laughs> <laughs> but that was, I mean, that's the uh, what is it? A, 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 a apotheosis? Is that the word I'm looking for? No idea. I have no idea. Sounds I like they no have idea great either. pizza, though. I know, that, I, know that, I know that word means in screenwriting. I don't know what it means Man. in podcasts. <laughs> dude, the, the way that the way that Fred Durst looked at Woodstock '99 when I die, that's how I want to have my head cut off and frozen as. Yeah. <laughs> Man. He had, like, Fred Durst at the top of the game was maybe the coolest wigger that ever lived. He had, like, baby blue eyes, right? Or is yeah, he, he was beautiful. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He, he like, R.I.P. Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now now he looks like uh, like he's auditioning for True Detective and not getting the part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's, like, weird. It's, like, his face is thin. It looks like uh, Hulk Hogan when he stopped taking steroids. Oh, did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> 
can't be a face anymore. You know? His his dad vibe turn has won me over. I hated Fred Durst. Oh, and man. Now, dude, I don't know if I can warm up to that. Fred Durst is mine now. You no longer have him. Uh, you, you can have this one. I got full custody of Fred Durst from Mike just this week. Dude, this is when your wife has amnesia and you get an entirely different wife like an overboard. I think that's what overboard was, wasn't it? I think that was the apotheosis. That was the apotheosis of uh, overboard. It's the apotheosis of Al-Qaeda. Oh, she was like a replacement lady. I forgot about that. No. So Severe like head injury. Yes. I know there was a head injury involved. Yeah. Is that what happened with Fred Durst? I think there was a chainsaw and someone got their ass skinned raw. <laughs> yes thank you that was great dude thanks man that was for you no thank you buddy how was the rest of the i meant to watch the woodstock documentary before yeah. i came here i didn't like uh, it it wasn't a good documentary at all it was no. like the tone of like a i love the 90s type thing but they were trying to like do all this socio-cultural analysis of the situation, and none of the people in the documentary were qualified to speak on any of this. Uh, well, dude, one of the things that was just like, oh, come on. I, asked, I think I turned it off maybe five minutes after this, where it might have been one of the concert promoters saying how he was angry at Fred Durst for going full Limp Biscuit during their set and not turning it back when it became apparent that, all right, people are going to get out of control at this point. I, you know what? I should have realized then that I respect Fred Durst as an artist. I regret. Let me walk back my position in 1999. I was probably 14 years old, and I watched Woodstock. Dude, oh my God, this is a deep confession. I shouldn't even. This is a regrettable. But at the time, I was watching, and I was just like, I hate this. And oh my God, I feel I'm cringing just saying that out loud. It ruled. Yeah, it was the best. Dude, when that came out, I didn't go. Like I was, I was in the military at the time. Although I did go see Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit a few weeks, a few weeks after that. Mm-hmm. Actually, it might have been a few weeks prior because Woodstock, I think, was like the end of July. Yeah, dude, I fucking saw them probably the week before they were at Woodstock. Wow. Well, so the thing they were saying in the documentary was like all those people were like on tour together mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. The people they were trying to blame for the riot, and there were no riots at their other shows. It was just set the <laughs> Woodstock '99. Those animals. It yeah. was. It was the. Well, they were like. They had fucked up the 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 logistics of the yeah. Everything. Like not enough water. Bodies. There was yeah. shit everywhere, so people would like you. Let people live like animals for three days. They're gonna turn it, yeah. and they waited till the last band stopped playing, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna burn this shit down." We heard all the music. One thing I was impressed with was uh, Flea's bird. Flea had a very nice bird, man. The, I think it was apparent when he was wearing the sock before he even revealed meat. You knew, but I mean, if you've ever had a fucking sixth grade pictures taken, they can, you know, make you out to be something you're not. So I was they very impressed. A terrible haircut. <laughs> Man. I think if your dick still looks big in, in like reference to there's an entire music festival going <laughs> yes. on around you, that's impressive. It's yeah, like yeah, you got in, music festival in dick. the context of that. You're like that's a big dick swinging in the middle of everything. Yeah, if you can wear his wall to your meat. <laughs> yeah, his dick looked like one of those used car headlines. <laughs> They were not doing close-ups. Either. Did he? Did, did he meet? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, he was he was just meat vibing. Yeah, it was that thing was everywhere. That wasn't when Jewel took her boobs out, was it? No, no. but it was crowd surfing. That was with a plywood. stupid fucking question. <laughs> did Jewel did take really her tits um, it might have been a, a, the first Photoshop ever, Dude, if I'm she, wrong. That's how she got one guy off a piece of plywood. <laughs> she gave one tit, and then another guy's like, "All right, I'll do it. I'll do it." <laughs> Yeah, so uh, in conclusion, Woodstock 99 rules. Mm-hmm. The documentary, from what I gather, is terrible. Yeah, it's just bad. It's, it's yeah. just poor. They try to put too much into it. They're just trying to like make all this analysis about like toxic masculinity and what uh, the rage of young men at that time. I'm like, they were charging $4 for water. It pissed everybody off. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. dude, they, they were up against the machine. What and else you- could they have but rage? <laughs> Damn, you're on fire tonight. I love it. And gave so those people fucking candles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was like some charity was like a, a it was like a nonprofit against gun violence and they used their candles <laughs> to burn down <laughs> everything. That was that had to be the best Monday morning meeting ever. Yeah. They had like, to change their name. Like they changed the name of the nonprofit. Well dude, the best was like one of the like concert promoters, like they were answering questions every day and like yeah. as the days progressed, like people were just like, All right, well, there were like 12, 12 rapes last night. He's like, Do you think you could do a better job? Do you want to come up here and do my job for me? <laughs> yeah, have you ever heard um have you ever heard someone say like uh 
it's it's usually like a city official or like a like a fucking uh, like a smart person, like a college okay. person. When they say like, even if you could eliminate crime, you wouldn't want to. Like crime serves a purpose. So I guarantee there's a guy that was like, look, you don't want to get rid of all of the rape at a music festival. <laughs> Now hear me out, and they're just like pushing them out of a boardroom. <laughs> to, to that point, they actually have a rape bot at Lilith Fair. Did you say bot? Yeah, like the giant bot? robot. Yeah, the giant. Oh, like, the, said bot. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> like sponsored by Pe- sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, it's, the parking uh, is four dollars cheaper, but <laughs> <laughs> there is a tram. <laughs> Yeah, dude. If, the, if they had the the Roomba from Giant just cruising around <laughs> raping people, at the Groomba. <laughs> Man, I'd love to walk you to your car. <laughs> Johnny sixty nine. Yeah, you nailed it. No disassemble. So fuck, man. Yeah. What did you think of Woodstock ninety nine at the time when it was like making the news? I was barely aware of it. Yeah, it was like. I remember hearing about the fires. That was all I remember mm. hearing about. I didn't know anything about it other than that. I think I was. I think it might have been broadcast on MTV Live, right? Dude, I think it was a pay per view event, and I was flipping it back was, and forth. It was like paper. No, it was pay per view, and then they, MTV News was covering it. Yes, they were like, yeah, cutting back in, yeah. in and out. Dude, that's one thing that I did enjoy about the documentary is when they showed people throwing all that shit at um, Carson, Carson Daly. Yeah, <laughs> Carson Daly. I like that. Got to go for cover. Yeah, they were run out of the fucking place. They were after him. Dude, could you imagine if Fred Durst had that song at that time where he talked about feeling those lighters? How bad Ooh. those fires would have been? I was actually thinking that about Lollapalooza. Because like, you know that uh, Aaron Lewis from Stained. Yeah. You know that he when he heard Limp Bizkit was doing Lollapalooza, he's like, oh, Fred will probably call me so we can do our song together. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's just sitting on the steps like a kid waiting for his dad. Like, like any minute, dude. <laughs> he bought a ticket like trying to run into him. He's like, yeah, I, I just had my guitar because I was doing a show in town this week. I... I was, oh. was going to do outside if you want to. What was the best part? Of, only was the greatest part of that documentary was DMX's. Uh, oh God, he's the DMX best, man. His performance. He does like just one of his songs, which is just like my niggas. It's like that's the name of the song. It's just like my niggas over and over again. And he like purposely gets this, this battlefield full of like 400,000 white people to sing this along with him. Just screaming at the my niggas, my niggas, my niggas. And it was like... It that was would be like, funny to edit like the footage yeah. of him on stage with like footage from Braveheart. <laughs> but it was great. It was like his Freddie Mercury at Live Aid. Moment. Like that's how fucking... My was. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that was a beautiful moment though, the DMX thing. I love that. He was man. He was he was something else. I'll give him that. <laughs> I remember being like, what was that, like eleven or twelve at the time when like Eminem and DMX and it was like Marilyn Monroe, Corn, that all like happened. Manson. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> I think more about one of those than the others. <laughs> but they all came. It was like it was all. I was in the fifth or sixth grade, and all of a sudden, everybody was a psychopath. <laughs> oh, that fuck was yeah. the that was the aesthetic of every child I knew. Was like, I'm I'm a Satanist, and I have like scary bloody stuff on my shirt, and I I yell at people. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry about all the whiteout on my school bag. I'm kind of crazy. <laughs> I'm a bit of a uh, maniac, and um, so I had to write on this fucking thing. School shooter, guilty as charged. <laughs> you got me. Uh, I scribbled on my Jan Sport. You guys should have seen it coming. Oh man, you a Marilyn Manson guy? Either one of you guys? Nah. When I found out it was only a rumor that he was sucking his own bird, I kind of got. I was like, eh. yeah, you know. I saw him on Easter Sunday. Thought I was a real bad boy. A giant. <laughs> or in concert. Yeah, in concert. Yeah. yeah, he was at the Spectrum, and um, I had a bottle of wine, and we had to smash it because we didn't have a, a bottle opener. So we had to smash it on the door frame to be able to drink it. Yeah. Huh. Was that your first plan? <laughs> <laughs> was that plan A? Was that, we were actually christening the car like a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this fucking Tercel. <laughs> in the Dude, fucking blood of the man. A, it so. was a, a black Ford Tempo, and it was my mom's car, and she had a personalized license plate on the front that said Annette. That was that was most of the cars in the lot to see Marilyn Manson that weekend. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine being one of the dudes at Woodstock '99 who like saved up an entire year's worth of pizza delivery money 
And it's like you were there all week. You're getting fucked over by the companies charging four dollars for water. You've been like diving headfirst to slip and slide through diarrhea on the ground. And then it's like about like you reach the climax, and like you're just like, dude, you're so fired up that you're just like knocking down like scaffolding and starting fires. You have to see the Lord at that point. You have to. That has to be such a peak experience that you never come back from it. I, I think there's probably dudes that never left that Air Force base. Man. mentally, they're still there forever. <laughs> <laughs> they're still like... wandering with puka shell necklaces on, trying to find somebody to finger. Dude, there, there's... <laughs> they hear a guitar riff, they have a fucking flashback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they hear like a distorted guitar and like a DJ scratch. They're like, <laughs> Listen, you can say whatever you want around it, but please don't shred. Just no shredding. Yeah. That's their version of like the, the dementia black pop pops that like hear like old jazz and they start like tapping their foot. Yeah. And their granddaughter's like, hey, I feel man. like shit. Like, My suggestion is to keep your distance. <laughs> He's skinning your ass raw. <laughs> man. Yeah, they rule, man. Oh, dude, they're actually, um, Limp Biscuit is going to be close by probably next week. So if you guys want to go, where? Uh, not in Philly. It's somewhere in Jersey. It might be Homedale. I want to see a concert. I, was, I, haven't, I haven't been to a, a concert in so long, and I never used to go to them, but then it was like when, during the shutdown, I was like, I got to go they took it away. concerts. Now that I didn't have the opportunity to do it, I was like, now nah, I got to fucking do this with my life. I never went to anything. Who is somebody that would excite you enough to buy a ticket right now? Um... I don't know. Everybody died. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> R.I.P. Marilyn Monroe. Everybody's dead. Uh, I want to see this band called The Garden that I like found out about like right before the I, pandemic. I heard their fan base is growing. <laughs> Cracked them this early. It's been like five Dude, minutes. Dude, I saw his knife on the armrest, so I had to hit him with it. <laughs> you fucking you let your guard down and got you. That's how they get me. That's how they get me. It's probably a pretty cool idea to just start like scoping out musical acts that you could see dying from opiate use <laughs> and just like oh, I'm going to see them just so I have something to talk about when they're on the news Jake can you go on Ticketmaster and get us Aaron Lewin tickets right now <laughs> there's another documentary I just watched was the opioid documentary on HBO Crime that, of the Century I didn't watch that one fucking wild two-parter just went into everything about how they like developed and marketed the uh, Oxycontin it's fucking madness. They basically were like, they were telling people because it was like slow release mm -hmm. that that meant it was like less addictive. But it was like, it turned out that there was no evidence this yeah. whatsoever. And it was also like, it was heroin and everyone knew yeah. that. Plus all my neighbors <laughs> were just chewing them. Yeah. <laughs> These things are taking forever. Yeah, dude, the craziest part, there was this doctor in it who was like, when they were trying to Closer like. Closer on the mic, they can't hear yeah. you, sorry. <laughs> There was this doctor on there who was like, he came up with this thing called pseudo addiction. Oh. And he was like, he's like, if you're, he's like, your patient may seem like they're addicted to heroin, mm. but actually they're just really cool. Really <laughs> want to manage their craving to manage their pain. Yeah. And I it love it. It's like, that's addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just want more of it. They just want. So yeah. they like created all these like pseudo fake philosophies and fake science to like push for basically selling heroin to people through doctors' offices. <laughs> and they got away with for like. I 20 remember, years. dude. I I can remember when OxyContin came out. Mm -hmm. I remember actually receiving like information like, oh, it's t uh, either timed release or slow release. I remember yeah. like ingesting that. I was like, I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds like a good feature. Yeah, and doctors were like, yeah, if you take it, you will get sick. <laughs> I, uh, dude, I took a fucking muscle. You know, I, I've, so, uh, I live in, um, I've only ever lived in zip codes where, uh, the heroin epidemic and opioid <laughs> ep epidemic have just left craters, right? Jeez. So if I get like surgeries or an injury, yeah. I never get like serious painkillers. It's always like, yeah, ibuprofen 800 or something like that. So, um, I got, I got, I, I tore something in my shoulder water skiing a couple weeks ago. And a friend gave me uh, a couple muscle relaxers. Yeah. <clears throat> I took them two days in a row. One pill, two days in a row. And instantly, dude, it changed everything for me. Mm -hmm. I, I instantly, I have a newfound respect for you. Thank you. And uh, I almost feel guilty for ever even joking about it. If you want to get into pills now, I'll get back into it with you. <laughs> dude. Dude. I'm not kidding. I, 
you know how I get like really antsy all the time? Mm-hmm. That was gone, and I felt comfortable laying on the couch. And I was like, whoa, what if I just did this all the time? Yeah, it's the best. It is the best. I took like muscle relaxers several years ago when I had like back problems. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just laid on the couch for mm-hmm. like three days. And I was like, I can't live like this. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I got to find some other way to deal with Isn't this back terrifying? pain. I was like, <laughs> just like on the couch for days. I couldn't fucking move. I got it's- tunnel vision, man. Dude, you, I felt like every one of Charlie from Willy Wonka's grandparents. Just all four <laughs> of them laying in the bed at the same time. It's just like, I felt like there were four of me in the bed at the same time. By the way, I think they should rename your old neighborhood Woodstock 99. <laughs> You're just like so high you have like phantom people that you're <laughs> coexisting with. <laughs> like, I, I think maybe the highest I've ever been um, it was in this house. I invited my dad over. Like, I had just gotten my, my fucking opioid prescription the day before, so I was fucking loaded up on pills. I invited my dad over to watch a Cheers marathon, and he came in, he sat down, and he instantly saw how fucked up I was, and he didn't make it through 10 minutes of an episode. He's like, all right, I got to go. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I actually, when I, was, when I was fucked up on them, I remember thinking, like, damn, dude, I should spend more money on blankets. I should upgrade my blanket situation. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a big ploy by Big Blanket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a Pfizer blanket on my bed. <laughs> so I yeah I so I was like yeah hey, I could just deal with shoulder pain for a couple of weeks. This is fine. Yeah, it's I'm, the best. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Dude, anytime I got hurt when I was addicted to painkillers, I was like like pennies from heaven. Mm-hmm. I remember. I'm sorry, go ahead, buddy. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Now, I was gonna say like I was just talking about this with my wife beforehand. Um, I'd gotten hurt at a Deftones concert like five years ago. I was convinced, like, I dislocated my shoulder. And I. They have pharmacies in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> they got a painkiller gun, they're aiming at the crowd. But, uh, dude, I was convinced I dislocated my shoulder. So, uh, my wife met I'm up sure with Pfizer me. Pfizer has one of those. They would have done that if they I let him. They could just <laughs> shh, Pfizer's out at like a Wizards game. <laughs> we know you're in pain, DC. <laughs> There's North Virginia make, in the house. Make some noise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh but, dude, I was convinced I dislocated my shoulder, and I was in so much pain, but I was the like. The Billy fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's the episode title. <laughs> That's your new merch. <laughs> <laughs> Just a uh, like a, a pill bottle cannon in your hand, <laughs> pointed at the ground. Yeah, where's our artist, dude? Bruno Fiddler, get on this fucking shit. Uh, Chef McDelta said, uh, "House Rainy, where everybody knows your pain." <laughs> <laughs> but I was convinced my shoulder was super fucked up, and I went to the emergency room, and it wasn't that bad, and they didn't give me painkillers. Mm. Well, dude, welcome to my fucking life, man. I've had, I've had bad root canals where I was like, I could kill myself because it hurts that bad. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, dude, we understand. Just take these like two-hander ibuprofens. Yeah. I'm just like, God damn, dude. I had, I had no idea that the opioid epidemic was going on till like 2017. <laughs> dude, that's so I funny. Had, I just thought we were really no tired. I idea. Dude. It was just like if you were if you were black, you did not know about this at oh, all. Unless you were like working at hospital, like, I didn't know anything about it. And I had friends that had pill problems, but I didn't know that that's what they were doing. I was like, oh, they're just doing. I didn't know what kind of pills they were doing. I was that's like, oh, they're on pills. And then like, I think the first I heard of it was like Chris Christie was like talking about it during the 2016 election. That's so funny. Dude, in like 2000, I thought it was nationwide. I thought it was just like that everywhere. If you go to, well, it probably was like that in every city. I just have to be oh, yeah. in the densest place ever. See, I live in Wilmington, so people just sold heroin. Yeah. So I knew about the heroin. I knew that heroin was getting bigger, but I didn't know that it was Oxycontin that was leading people into that. So it was like it was like this big thing. I know Wilmington was like pe- there was all these people coming into Wilmington to buy heroin. Artie Lang was coming. Like it was like <laughs> it was like in his documentary that he went over to Della Memorial yeah. Bridge. But uh, and I saw all that, and I was dealing with kids all the time that were yeah. selling heroin. Oh. Whew. But that's all. That was the only side of it that I knew about. I was like, these kids are making a lot. of I just money. thought they were rascals. Yeah, I was like, these kids are making a lot of fucking money. It was basically all I knew. And then, um, and then like later, I found, I didn't find out about it until like 
during the 2016 election That's when so everybody funny. was all pissed. I was like, what are these white people so mad about? Dude. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. But hearing about pills after you've experienced heroin, that's like getting your appetizer after your entree. Mm. Yeah, but I've also eaten uh, two orders of mozzarella sticks as a meal, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, no, nah, not for me. You know, you know, I, I honestly, I think my interest in drugs is just like how retarded, like how funny it is that how retarded they make me. Actually, I watched what was it Crime of the Century? Yeah, yeah, but I got high and fell asleep watching it. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's neat that that happened. Brandon, yeah, um, how close this guy. I gotta eat this thing, dude. You, I, you really gotta fuck these things. It sucks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm I. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. I didn't like how nice I felt. It's nah. too velvety. <laughs> well, keep trying it, man. Well, I we did have success last night. Yeah. Boy, man, what a fucking... I don't know that I ever want to go back to a situation like that. Like, I don't know that I enjoyed it that much, but, it, man, it was just something well, last happening night? at every turn. It was great hanging out with you, but, man, the... It was like, if if Woodstock 99 was subjected to a toxic waste dump... <laughs> So last yeah, last night I was tweeting about it. We went to a regional MMA event, uh, like twenty minutes from my house, and it was a real, just fucking circus nightmare. It was crazy. Uh, the, the surprising thing was like all the fighters were pretty fit and competent. Yeah, they were the great. Fighters were good. Yep. There was a dude that I grew up with that was fighting. Uh, a dude that Mike trained with was fighting. Fights were awesome, mm-hmm. dude. Bucks County, Pennsylvania is a fucked up place. <laughs> they all looked like... Um, you ever see that uh, Juggalo YouTube rapper with progeria, Sim Fuckus? <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. Specific. <laughs> he looks like a, he looks like a two-foot-tall uh, light bulb on a broomstick. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone there looked like him. Everyone had the most fucked up head. Dude, everybody's head in that motherfucker looked like a basketball with 30% less air than it should have had. <laughs> Just like caved in a little in the <laughs> side. <laughs> it yeah, was so e- fucking Everybody wild. was born early in that place. Dude, the fucking midget. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, don't. Don't. Uh, I there's, there's almost too many details. I think, honestly, dude, a lot of what we, what we want to talk about, we should probably... And I hate to I Save hate to edge the people like this. I hate to edge All people. Right. We might have to put it. We might have to bury it in the Patreon, dude. There was one funny thing. We ran into a, uh, or we we saw. <laughs> I love this. This is so funny. We saw uh, an old open micer comic. Yeah, Mike was telling me about this. Okay, though. he doesn't remember. Yeah, it. I don't know. You guy. don't remember. Tell him about it though. Okay, I'll just describe the dude. He's like a, a skinny weird guy. I've never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> Skinny weird oh, guy. Yeah. He had like long. He had like long black. It looked like longer hair, and uh, longer pubes. He looked like a. F- you're just you're just describing Joe Murdoch to me. I'm just describing a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I am. <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like I was trying to paint a picture without saying a guy's name. Brandon, you might be the best charades player I've ever encountered, dude. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I what? No, you said the. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I thought you said the guy's name earlier. I thought it was a different name. Nope. Nope. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, it's, I, I, <laughs> the point of this story is this is a classic Mike interaction. I've seen Mike botch social interactions oh, that have you know you know how like you ever you ever sitting by yourself and you think about like something that you flubbed socially like years mm-hmm. ago. I've witnessed Mike fuck things up that have erased some of my own from my brain. (laughs) And last night, he, I was like, hey, is that, you know, so-and-so? And And Mike goes, uh, oh, man, I hope not. And I was like, oh, why? He's like, I just had a really awkward interaction with him last time I I ran into him. I was like, oh, what happened? He's like, I I told him he's not funny and I never liked him. But he presented it to me as though it was like a misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just so awkward. I just had like a... I've seen him like... He went for a fist bump. I went for a handshake. <laughs> oh, that's, that happens to me just five times me. a day. 
Uh, I just told him he's not funny. I never liked him. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, we saw that escalated into just such a bizarre threesome scene. <laughs> I yeah, dude, we're gonna hold on to that. Yeah, <laughs> Maroon. There was some nice stuff. You know, I lo- you know I love getting sincere on here. I reconnected with like a childhood friend who was like an older dude in the neighborhood. And like him and a couple of his boys, I would like make them laugh because I was such like an autistic dork. Mm-hmm. These older dudes would kind of like look out for me. So I never got beat up as a kid, even though I on paper should have guaranteed these dudes kind of looked out for me. I, I run in this dude. He fucking greets me like a brother. It was the most lovely thing ever. I meet his wife. We have a really good time. Uh, I ran into another one of my fucking boys. Yeah, shout out Tommy Thrasher. Probably listening to this. He's still the man. Uh, had a really great time. Uh, however... Uh, th- did I mention already that when I got in the car with you, I was like, yo, by the way, dude, I just dropped acid for the first time ever, like an hour <laughs> ago. So I go through this entire fucked up night out of my mind. It was, it was fun. If I it felt like I was on a four hour roller coaster at this event, I would do it again in a heartbeat. Right. I'm actually bummed that you were like, uh, I wouldn't do it again. No, no, no. It's not that I, did. well, I think the sheer volume of such visibly fucked up people kind of weirded me out. Me too. It was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, it, it was great. But it's just part of what ruined my vibe was that there was a fucking security guard. Like I was, I was just off in fucking space doing my own thing. I, I bought a four ounce bag of beef jerky that I ate by myself. That was cool. I'm standing there eating this bag of beef jerky and this fucking ball bag comes over and he tells me I can't stand where I'm standing. Th- there's where were you standing? Uh, by the trash cans where we ended up to end of the night. Uh, in front of the ladies room? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I think, camera. Well, yeah, I was facing the ladies' room and not the fights. <laughs> what, what happened was, I, I think they had trouble with the ladies' room because it was like in a, it was near like the exit. It was a very comfortable place to just stand, and there was like a merch booth next to it and stuff like that. And what happened was like very drunk but like manicured Latino dudes kept confidently walking into the women's room just because there was like dudes standing around outside and it was right next to the line for drinks and shit like that. Sir, you smell great but that's the ladies room. (laughs) That's probably what happened. All right. But yeah, but but nonetheless, like I I don't like being told I can't stand somewhere. Whoa. That's, That's one of my bugaboos. I'm not bothering anybody. I'm eating beef jerky. I don't, I'm not fucking with anybody. But there's no reason why I can't stand there. And that really made me angry. You almost told him to try you. I'm not the one. Damn. <clears throat> that uh, That's like an infectious energy at these things, too. There were so I don't think I saw any two men walk past each other without like a very hard shoulder check. Every, I swear to God. <laughs> I Dude. swear to God. If two, if two dudes had like to... like a greeting in the Northeast? <laughs> it's like so I, think, I think it was probably more the, the regional MMA vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. These dudes were... Like trying to dislocate bones. It was crazy how they were walking into each like other. It's like a very casual mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's like a formal mosh pit. Acoustic mosh pit. Mosh pit. <laughs> they, were, they were checking each other so hard and then they spin and they go, what? And then the other guy goes, what? And they're like, oh, you're lucky. They would both say, you're lucky and keep walking. It happened a thousand times in four hours. That's hilarious. I hate, it. I hate going up to the Northeast. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking terrifying up there. It's pretty weird. Uh, yeah. I used to teach... In Feasterville, which is where you, mm-hmm. I think you guys yeah, that's that. where it was. I taught at the school. should call it Famineville if you <laughs> ask me, but I taught, <laughs> <laughs> I taught Fuck, at this dude. language. It was like a private language school, and all the students were like, like Russian diaspora, like Ukraine, Belarus, Kazakhstan, Tajikistan, places like that. And these were the saddest people I've ever met in my life. Oh, yeah. And I, like, All the earth tone sweaters that those yeah, people wear. and I was just like... <laughs> I talked... When I got there, there was like this... Uh, there was a guy who I was replacing was mm. there. And he was like, are you the new guy? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a teacher. That's why I got this job. And he's like, no, what do you do? And I was like, well, I'm also a stand-up comic. He's like, well, you better make that shit fucking work. You got to get the fuck out of here. He was like, he's like, this is the worst place I've ever worked in my life. I'm, he's like, I worked in, he's like, I've worked in North Philly public schools for 30 years. I've never seen behavior oh like God. this before. No way. I was there for two weeks before I just disappeared. I was like, <laughs> if I go back to work, they're going to they're gonna take me into the grass and shoot me. We had it was a, so scary. I went to uh, high school in the Northeast, and there was a heavy Russian contingent, mm-hmm. but they kind of kept to themselves. But it was like a very like there was an aura. There was an yeah, aura. They tried to, to keep to themselves yeah. in the classroom while I was trying to teach them. <laughs> yeah. They just like built a wall around themselves, like just like I would ask them to do things, and they would just look at me like, 
Yeah, Russian parents. Yes. <laughs> Russian parents don't document their baby's first words. They document their first wrestling moves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was brutal. God damn, man. Yeah, this place was fucked up, but that guy really fucking got my Irish up just from that alone. Yeah. I was like, dude, you thought Woodstock 99 was something? <laughs> I'll turn this into fucking Woodstock 100. <laughs> then he stopped. And then you moved. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you complied. <laughs> feels like a YMCA teen night back in the day. It had that feel, dude. <laughs> yeah. You nailed it. definitely it. had that yeah. feel. Yeah. It's you, you and your boy who, who aren't getting any cheeks ended up at the hot dog stand. <laughs> dude, uh, yeah. A rec center dance where you and your boys are talking so much shit. Like, dude, I'm probably going to finger tonight first time. Not really a big deal. <laughs> going home dry-handed. <laughs> Every time I see, like, a video of, like, people fighting, black people fighting in the parking lot, I'm like, that's what, it has to be a YMCA teen night. Because it's always, like... <laughs> You can see half the building. I'm just like, that's where that is. I know exactly what's going on. I know what led to this. <laughs> it's just, if it's outside, it's a YMCT night. Everyone's spilling out into the parking lot. Do you watch you, a lot of fight videos online? Not really. It's he films them in his come classroom. Across them. Huh? He said he films them in his classroom. He films them in my classroom. <laughs> I saw one of my favorite ones is like one of the Chinese restaurants. People start throwing like hot pots the like the walks oh, the like yeah. hot water at each other i'm like you people <laughs> fucking crazy well, they're actually scowled each other huh. they're not fighting they're actually naming their children <laughs> tim you remember that joke from back in the day i do that wasn't my i was a i was referencing how that was like a very popular joke remember that joke yeah now you got to buy everybody the book yeah i thought it was i shouldn't have said that should i have let's go back to to bad mouth and russians yeah they're harmless. Sorry about that. I was just caught up in a memory. My Dude, bad. Dude, uh, I have a recommendation. If if you guys haven't been following the Olympics, so if I have been catching up on the uh, NBC Olympics YouTube channel, they do like a recap of like the gold medal mm-hmm. like match and everything. And my favorite so far was the table tennis men's gold medal match was between two Chinese guys. And it is the best sporting match I've ever seen in my life it's so cool mm-hmm. the shorts are very short mm. they have very cool dragons on their jerseys it's high level stuff I was very impressed an Italian won the 100 meter uh, race yeah I saw it. it was like not expected I did not know that Italians I didn't ran. either I didn't either <laughs> I, then I saw <laughs> I another Italian doing well in the uh, the 400 meter hurdles as far as I was concerned the biggest hurdle that Italians typically face is is tongue kissing their wives instead of their mothers? <laughs> this is my second Red Bull. <laughs> yeah, I heard he actually won the gold motto. <laughs> they gave him the gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a gold horn. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing on the podium. It's like. <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> the high jump, too. Italian guy what? tied for gold. Yeah. My goodness. What the fuck is going on in that country? <laughs> he was pretty fucked up. Ever, I've been watching Olympics for years. I don't ever remember the Italians winning anything. It was uh, it was a uh, Italian guy and a black guy shared the gold medal, which I'm sure was very painful for both of them. <laughs> and they both... <laughs> I might have had the resolution fucked up on my screen, but they both looked like when they stretched out the guy in the Caramello commercial. <laughs> it was beautiful. Now, when the Italian uh, pole vaulter would go up on there, would he have like a uh, a very thin version of the Leaning Tower of Pisa? <laughs> it was uncooked spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I just stabbed myself. <laughs> hey, hey, oh, I'm pole vaulting. I'm, I'm stabbing here. <laughs> yeah, we're having a great time. Man, I, I wish Italians won more so we can do this more often. <laughs> Damn, dude, Chelsea, please stop being so fucking thirsty in the chat. Wow! <laughs> oh man, that's that's very nice. Brandon Chelsea says you can get the box if you want it. You're talking about me or the Italian? <laughs> it's guaranteed not the Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, although I did I did see her remarking about the Italian. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. 
Well, you, you can get you can get that pronoun reference. Head. Yeah, I'm really good at it. <laughs> Brandon's also very. You are very good at that. God damn. Oh I man, what we were even talking about before that. Before I made us talk about the uh, we were talking spaghetti, about the Russians, Russians. Before I started talking about the Olympics and then Chelsea turned it into the Ho Olympics. <laughs> damn. I'm just kidding, dude. Chelsea's one of my dogs. Damn. You just turned this into the Bummer Olympics. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. I watched the entire 2012 Olympics on Percocet. Yeah? Yeah, that was Which, the summer. Where I was that at? Uh, 2012 London. Okay. I yeah. remember that. Yeah. Well, that's when I, wa- I watched the, the Beijing one because it was just like crazy. 2008, went I think. all the fuck out. Yeah. The, was that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was Beijing, London, and then Rio. I didn't watch any of Rio. They were essentially <laughs> swimming in Woodstock ninety nine water in Rio. Oh yeah, I remember they were talking about the water was it's all disgusting. Up. Yeah. yeah. Oh was, right, yeah, I remember that. The pool made everyone very sick. Yes. Well, well, like every Olympics every every four years is gonna be like, should we should, every year is like it we decimates do cities. This. They should not there, there there hasn't been a city that has made money from the Olympics. I mean Tokyo's get completely fucked. Mm-hmm. They are fucked. God knows how much money they lost on it. Good, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, fuck fuck T- them. Tim's a Tokyo man. He went there before. Yeah, Tokyo was cool. I liked. I do enjoy when I'm like the tallest person in a room, and it felt really cool being the tallest person in an entire city. Oh man, Mary Jo would. Uh, she would like kind of try to make it seem like I was like a big like she was trying to give people the impression I was a professional baseball player from America. Oh. It was very cool. People would like take pictures of me and stuff like that. Damn. I would nickname you Godchilla. I like that. Yeah, it is kind of nice. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, man. See how nice this can you be? Fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I can't wait to go back there if it's still. It was still, cool. still yeah. well, this they're, get, city. they're getting butt fucked by the fucking sniffles. Yeah. Yeah. And then this on top of it, when I go there, it could be like a post apocalyptic wasteland. Oh, man. That'd be really fun talking about man oh. if an entire city was an escape room that'd be sick i hate escape rooms i paid 120 dollars last summer for a goddamn escape room and we didn't fucking figure shit out no who'd you go with my family how many of them All five would you get stuck on we just hated it five minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> dude like five minutes in it was just like uh, all right we hate this and i realized like okay we're at the midst of the in, in the smack dab in the middle of the fucking pandemic we should not be touching everything in a public room that was another concern I had last <laughs> night. You guys know that I don't think COVID's real. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm exaggerating. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if COVID was real. Now that I've flown across the country twice during the pandemic, if COVID was what they say it is, everyone would be dead. There would not be a single living person. It's real, <laughs> dude. I'm vaccinated. I got the fucking vaccine. If a sign says wear your mask, I'm like hell yeah, dude. I don't feel. I don't have time to argue about it. I'm just saying, if it was as bad as they say it is. This is yeah. a joke, by the way. Remember when I said the Chinese guy throwing the pans joke? Same. This is the same thing. This I feel the same way about Hitler. What part? Like, this is it? <laughs> what? I'm not even, I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> what is that? What do you mean? This is what it is? Yeah? No. Oh, okay. Mike. What? What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to... I'm making conversation. <laughs> you know me, aw- uh, awkward social interaction guy. Anyway, that, that was the most vague... Yeah, right? Indecipherable <laughs> Hitler reference I've ever heard in my life. It's like, it, Hitler. Is it? Is it not? <laughs> were it were? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I got the tattoo. <laughs> I put the number on my wrist, dude. I Listen. Uh, it's actually a Slipknot number. Thank you. Fuck. Oh, dude, R.I.P. Joey Jordison. Yeah, man. Weird week for new metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from all angles with them. Mm. Yeah, it really bummed me out, man. I was sad to see that. Although he wasn't a part of the band anymore. He wasn't? No, he had um he had something which was like a precursor to MS, so he couldn't be in the band Ooh. anymore. Have you ever seen do you know who Jason Becker is? Mm-mm. He was this uh incredible like virtuoso guitarist in the in, like eighties bands and stuff like that. Okay. And um he has uh, ALS, so he's like completely like. Is that like baseball AIDS? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the right track with this one, aren't I? <laughs> it makes more sense than the Hitler reference. Yes, <laughs> if we're going by that standard. What I meant by the Hitler reference was he's not that bad. 
Uh, not as bad as people as everybody says. Well, is anyone ever as bad as people say? No. Yeah. Anyway, see his art. Uh, do the Jason Bourne. His art was crap. All yeah. right. It wasn't good. No, it was all right. <laughs> it's like Charles Manson's music. I think people just try to find something to be like, okay, this person. All right. Um, it's you. Yeah. You're describing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I. You know what it is? I'm. I'm. I'm holding in a story from last night that I don't want to say publicly, and I. I'm like getting jittery about it about, the, pic- it about the pickle man oh my god <laughs> did you ever do a show for the pickle man no jake you, know, you? you ever been in like, i've never been in his presence you there, know of him i do know who he is. Yeah. there is a local philadelphia comedy booking legend named the pickle man who was um at one point was probably about 500 pounds and not only would he book these shows but he would bring a tricycle which was a modified toilet to the gigs ride it out onto the stage and tell other people's jokes uh, in addition to doing this, Pickle Man made a ton of money selling pickles, which were the best pickles you'll ever fucking have. His pickles Horse are Horseradishes are delicious. You'll never find a better pickle. Mm-hmm. But we heard two separate stories about the Pickle Man. From, just last night. From one of his uh, teenage underlings, former teenage underlings. So, I'm just already sound bad. Dude, Dude Brandon, they were two of the most horrifying stories I've ever heard. But right on brand with Pickle Man. Yeah, and if like this is the kind of thing that you probably shouldn't repeat, and if we're going to repeat it, I I definitely would like for people to cough up a dollar. <laughs> the, the the repercussions, the potential repercussions, I think are going to be worth a fucking dollar. We might be forced to eat olives from here on out. Yeah, shout out pickle man. He's like it's impossible that he's still alive. I don't know, man. It's impossible he hasn't been murdered, dude. He's like new metal. He's he resurfaces every twenty <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> Um, but yeah, my, my point I was making is that like last night had to be a super spreader event. Yeah. If there, if, if it exists, the it's place, definitely one of them. The place that we attended this at was, um, Mike described it, it was like in the back of like a, a shitty business complex. Mm-hmm. And it was, so it was basically here. I'll set the scene again. It was a roller rink with the MMA cage in the middle. The VIP tickets were inside the rink, and then the cheap tickets were standing outside the rink and sitting on the hockey bleachers. It was basically like being inside the brain of every dude who doesn't have custody of his kids. <laughs> yeah. And the, <laughs> and the whole place smelled like if you pissed in sne- stinky sneakers. <laughs> it was horrific. And then, and then being on acid the entire time, I was like, I had premonitions of how everyone was going to die. I, I, could, I could perceive terminal illness in everybody there. I felt like one of those cancer cats at like retirement homes. <laughs> Were you like unbreakable where they touched you? Yeah, and you dude, oh my god, <laughs> horrific. Dude. And then, um, did you have a favorite character the whole night? It's the uh, the construction gentleman is yeah. a front runner right now. Yeah, the guy who could not clear the curb leaving because he was so fucked up. Dude, there was a guy that was so fucked up he was being let out by his girlfriend. They got to the curb. She and was he, fucked up too. She was equally fucked up. He, they they just couldn't make it off. It was like Field of Dreams where like they get to like the edge of the corner and they're just like, I can't. Like that's how fucked up this guy was. He couldn't step off the curb to get into the parking lot. I've been there. We were following him too. Because if they're gonna die, <laughs> yeah, <it> was, <laughs> clear got me like that. I feel a strong breeze every once in a while. I'm like, oof. That <laughs> Everclear from two thousand six. <laughs> still feel it. It's like half a bottle I drink. Oh, the pickle man story is already on Reddit? Lyle, which one is it? Let me know. Let me know which one it is because there were a couple of them. Let me see. I'll look. I'll look it up. If not, this is horrifying. I'm already like, imagining. Don't fucking don't put that in the fucking stories. live chat. <laughs> don't cut into the fucking pitch. So those are my two favorite characters. If I had to go with the third, did you see the Mexican cowboy there? He was done up like he was the gaucho. Oh my dude! It was like. Those, like, awesome, like, Mexican dress shirts with, like, the collar, like, up to the top of your ears. Yeah. It was one of those pressed jeans, cowboy boots. I assumed he was, like, a, a fighter who was just there, like, on an off night. Yeah. No, I didn't see him. But, yeah, coolest fucking guy in the place. Um, also, oh, my God. The um, the uh, the ginger pill head who was talking to the lady at the merch stand that you said uh, he's asking her if she's seen his unlucky charms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He had the WWF shirt on. Yeah, and he had like five of his kids there, and it cost like fucking seventy five bucks to get into this fucking place. He was one of those guys. You ever see one of those like uh, like fucked up like dudes at a bus stop where it's like a skinny like gaunt wigger dude yeah. with like a chin strap, 
And it's like, how is this dude, like, how is his body not just shutting down? Because he's so fucked up looking. And, like, he's wearing, like, you know, overly complicated jean shorts with, like, a bunch of zippers and, mm. and like, planned holes and stuff like that. And uh, he's, like, 5'3". Yeah, as he's looking for, like, his bus pass, like, an open bag of Skittles is just <laughs> spilling out everywhere. It's just a miracle that a dude like that reproduces because you can't, like, I can't imagine... I can't imagine, I, you know, I, I obviously, dude, the, the perspective of a woman escapes me, but I can't imagine being a woman and just, like, ending my night with his dude. nut inside of me and not dude, killing myself. The only force more powerful in this universe than love is opioid cum. <laughs> <laughs> it will find a way. Just like, you think love finds a way? Woo, boy. You've never seen fucking opioid cum in a maze. <laughs> Fuck oh, me, dude. It's on there. Is that the Is story really on there? I don't see it. Uh, uh, I don't see it. We'll see what's up though. I'll double check. Actually, here, go, you know what? Give me one second here. We're about to we're about to switch over to the Patreon in a couple minutes anyway. I was leaving uh, Punchline a couple weeks ago, and there was like some woman on the corner out there on was that Frankfurt Ave. Mm-hmm. She was obviously pilled out of her mind, mm-hmm. and she like had on like. I don't know if she was wearing underwear or if her shorts were that short, but she was like, it was like up here, like yeah. John Stockton stop. So I'm like, <laughs> she's going to ask for money. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just like preparing myself for this. I'm getting my no ready, you know, walk up to her. She's like, how do I get on? How do I get up there? And I was like, I'm like, you trying to get on it. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was like, trying to get up where? She's like, I'm trying to get to Kensington. And I'm just like, what the, <laughs> what kind of fucking pillhead like she it should be like a cartoon where like the person like follows the pie the, <laughs> the smell like she should just end up there like if she's asking how to get the Kensington then she already has her money it's like she must be from somewhere else <laughs> follow follow the mellow brick road <laughs> I was looking at her I was like what fucking yeah. what self-respecting oh, yeah. Philadelphia <laughs> pillhead can't yeah bitch the heroin capital of the world follow the mellow brick road just follow your veins. <laughs> like she should close her eyes and open them, and she's there. Like she had no recollection of actually getting there. Tin Man, do you need a heart? Oh no, actually, I'm looking for my kids. <laughs> if I can get at least one of them back, I'd be all right with that. Man, yeah, it's fucked up. Brandon, how can how can our how can our our dear friends watching and listening find you and and. Where, where would you like to direct them? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, BJAX Comedy. And then you can also find my podcast, English for Criminals, on wherever you listen to podcasts. It's on there. It's uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. The name makes me laugh every time I see it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm a language teacher, and I love crime movies, and I love talking about crime. So we just talk about the language of crime. Um, oh, dude, what was that fucking class that you said, like, right before we started, you told me you taught... Oh, drama like I'm for teaching. It's a drama class for teaching assistants. So, like, a lot of colleges have foreign teaching assistants uh, because I guess they're, like, cheap because they just pay for their tuition and they, then they, they like TAs. And uh, a bunch of colleges got sued in the 80s for fraud because nobody could understand any of these fucking teaching assistants. <laughs> <laughs> People were, like, failing their classes and they're, like... Everybody was like, parents were like suing the schools. It was like class action lawsuits. They're like, these motherfuckers can't speak English. You're lying. And, and it was like, it was like, it was like people from like India who like literally they've been speaking English since they were fucking two, but they speak their version of English and it's like oh indecipherable God. to college kids. They don't know what the fuck is going on. So they had to, somebody had to create these programs to teach these teaching assistants how to speak English clearer in like three weeks. Like they get here, we're going to do a fast track English class. So they use drama to do it. So it's like all about learning how to enunciate and how to have the right stress and rhythm to their language because they find that's the thing that makes people harder to understand is when you're not speaking confidently and speaking in the correct rhythm that people are used to. Okay, 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 I follow. Okay, this makes a ton of sense. Yeah. But dra- drama. Yeah. So are you like 
It's like improv like, games and like language yeah, games. Yeah, I was going to say, like, are you having them like reenact scenes from movies? I might. Right now, we were just like doing Shakespeare and uh, Dr. Seuss. I was going to say Top Gun would probably be Top the first Gun. one. <laughs> just because Top Gun's so like iconic and American and like any line from that. If an Indian dude could nail a line from Top Gun, you know what I mean? Dude, I would love to impressive. see an Indian dude behind any woman doing the uh, ghost scene. <laughs> Making a clay pot. <laughs> yes, Mr. Maverick, Jester was certainly number one. You were number two. Mr. Jester is no longer he is no longer going to Miramar. You're <laughs> I am certainly having the need. The need is for um, probably speed. <laughs> with with Gusgon with Gusgon, I feel like Bob's would let the gene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Mr. Goose, you big stud. Please be taking me to bed or losing losing me forever. <laughs> You're hired, Tim. <laughs> Ma'am, you are shaking my walls and rattling my brain. <laughs> Your Bob's head machine drive a man insane. <laughs> So, uh, top, yeah, this is just my recommendation mm-hmm. off the top is Top Gun. <laughs> what about Top Gun? It might be, it might not be a bad idea. So, um, is, is there any, is there any like go to that the, the typical student has that you have to correct? Is there anything that they exhibited in improv class where it's just like, okay, you really can't do that here? Uh, like what, Mike? I don't know. You mean, like social linguistics, like appropriate yes, things to talk yes. about. I mean, I've seen. There was some student that were like wore a shirt once, and I think it was said like supposed to be like bape, you know, like yeah. bape. Oh the, god, the, no! And it was like had an R. It was like fucking torn or something. And it's so the B looked like a R. <laughs> oh no! He like walked. I, I saw. He came into my class at like two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, have you been wearing that shirt all day? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I went to breakfast and I went to listen. To I'm like, Jesus. He's like, you're going to go on apology tour. Mr. Brendan. <laughs> it's like stuff like that where he just didn't like understand yeah. like how close yeah. that shirt was to <laughs> yeah. a little faux pas. But most of it is just like people just don't speak in a natural English rhythm. Like English is stress timed. We stress yeah. uh, nouns, verbs, adjectives, yeah. and they'll try to say every word at the same with the same stress and mm-hmm. then it just kind of runs together it sounds like spanish when you're speaking it like that and it's like not comprehensible for for english speakers was there any part of you that felt as though he was playing dumb like a fox and the next day he would show up with a shirt that said gang babe <laughs> <laughs> like, automatic a buddy i, I just did <laughs> he had an and one shirt with a dude throwing acid in a lady's face <laughs> You know, free throwing a beaker. (laughs) I mean, that's that's an old that's an old street joke that I'm repeating. That's not something that I would ever say. (laughs) Man, I can't think of anything off the top. This students would just be. I had a student ask me if I could help him buy a gun. And I was like, I can. That's pretty high level improv. I was like, I can take you to the airport right now. Get the fuck out of my country. Like, what do you you need a gun for? He was like, Well, I'm thinking about moving to Philly. I'm like, Then don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who goes to a country? Goes to another country and was like, Oh, should I buy a gun or should I leave? I should leave. I was like, The fuck? I was, I was like stunned. That it's pretty cool. It's like sometimes people surprise because like we mostly work with like Chinese students and like Saudi Arabian students, mm-hmm. and like I'm always like have this assumption like when I'm working with the Saudi Arabian students, like oh they come from a very conservative religious country, they may not like to hear about this. I remember one time I was teaching this film class and we we're like talking about something about gender roles, and one of the Saudi Arabian women was like, well what about people who uh, aren't uh, binary gender, like transgender people or non-binary people? And I was like, who the fuck told you about this? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I really got mad because she was, like, kind of lecturing me about it. Like, like I was being insensitive because I didn't, like, I was like, bitch, you told you about this. How dare you? Matter of fact, yes, I will have to buy that gun. And start, 
What part? I'm trying to figure out what like. What is the Portland, Oregon of Saudi Arabia that she's from? It's <laughs> crazy. Is this things like that that just surprise you? Just not ready. Man, <laughs> you guys want to switch over to Patreon? Yeah, man, this is a great time. All right, if you're not a patron already, go to patreon.com slash podcast. We're going to be over there in about 10 minutes. We're going to be back with Brandon Vincent Jackson. We're going to carry on, and we're going to get to the uh, meatiest part of last night's MMA event that we don't want to get We haven't scratched the surface. No. Oh, boy, there is... Just a lot. Like, there's just so many ways that I need to be able to describe people that I can't say publicly. Sorry, I already dry snitched. <laughs> I was honestly like, "Oh man, yeah." Br- Brandon's going to inadvertently give out their social security number <laughs> on the Patreon episode. Oh man, I but, already can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much for being here already. Thanks, you are the fucking man, dude. And Appreciate in ten minutes, we're going to be on the Patreon. So join us over there. Fuck yeah! Thank you guys. All right, love you, bubs. See you then. Damn.